What if someone told you there isn't just one world? What if they told you that your reality isn't the only one? What if they said that there are infinite realities, infinite Earths, infinite versions of yourself, all just a little bit different? What if they gave you the chance to explore them all? Welcome to Otherware, and welcome to our heroes. Feedback, a.k.a. Aaron Riley, former supervillain and social media celebrity, drifts in from Rancho Paseo Prime, where he's trying to step out from under his own shadow and forge a new future. Juniper Junie Haraway, an inexperienced sorceress with explosive magic, drifts in from Rancho Paseo Prime, where the loss of her grandfather and his magical expertise makes spell-slinging as the superhero mystic all the more challenging. Catherine Cat Slain II, a seasoned dimension traveler and daughter of the supervillain Transition, drifts in from Dimension 78341, Arcadia, an apocalyptic world being overtaken by supervillains. Phantom, formerly Noah Wilson, the ghost-like dimensional traveler, drifts in from Dimension 16209, a beautiful nature's paradise that evolved from a terrible world disaster. Quintessential hero, the naturally blue-haired, not a protagonist, drifts in from Rancho Paseo Prime, a world where he's trying to live a normal life surrounded by far too many heroes, villains, and expectations. Rainy Woodrose Sunrise, a corporate-created hero, drifts in from World 60910, where superheroics are televised, sponsored, and largely risk-free. The end of the multiverse twists against the blackness, but now it isn't a wide river of white light glittering with half-seen colors. Now it's narrowing, contracting, spiraling like a cord twined out of a million strands. Come closer. It twists more tightly, with strands of dimension coming closer and closer together. But they stay individual, never touch one another. And now there's no more than a breath between them. Closer. One colored thread becomes clear in the very middle of the cord, the one around which all the others have arranged themselves. The core, surrounded closely by so many others it's difficult to see it. Closer still. This ribbon is brown. The warm brown of leather or polished wood. Of autumn days and comfortable spiced smells. Brown and shot through with copper, gold, and brass. Not the frantic shine of gilding, but the rich, burnished shade of clock cans and pendulums and doorknobs worn down by thousands of hands. It is the color of quiet, unassuming comfort, of security and wisdom. And then the light dissolves and the city spreads itself out under the sky. And it is nothing like it should be. Buildings, tall, none under 10 stories, square rectangle pyramids, some with strange protrusions and towers, some with what appear to be elevated walkways between them. Something like a, a train track is mounted on pylons over the hard angular shapes that cover the land from horizon to horizon. The buildings look wrong somehow, jar against the eye, don't seem right. It takes a while to spot, but once seen, the strangeness overwhelms. They have no windows, these buildings. No windows, just gray concrete walls with occasional patches of corroded metal. No windows, and between the buildings themselves, the air itself seems thick and a little green-tinted. Closer and through. The room is large, uncluttered, deep red carpeting, brown wood walls, soft muted light, soft muted sounds. It's peaceful. Quiet, but neither, this, neither sterile nor stark. This is a welcome, enveloping peace. 
And then there are six teenagers standing in the middle of the room. Their coordinating outfits are disheveled and they are red-faced and out of breath. For a minute, the silence overwhelms them. Then a girl in a dull green blazer with a name tag around her neck on a lanyard gets up from a chair near the door and starts toward them holding a tablet. She's wearing some kind of breathing device over her mouth and nose, but her eyes are smiling. Stylus poised over the tablet screen. She looks at the group over with mild interest. Welcome to the Athenium. Is this your first time visiting our dimension? No. Yep. I've been here before. She's uh, writing some stuff on her little pad there. Wonderful. Well, I'm scheduled to be the greeter today. Uh, since this isn't your first time, do you know what you're looking for? Are you doing research? Are you here for a visit? Just here for a visit. All right, then, uh, if I could just get your names and source dimension addresses, I will get you all checked in here and let you go. Phantom will give their name, Phantom, and then the home dimension. Yeah, she writes that down, writes down your your number, turns to Kat and kind of give, gives her a look. Kat will hand over her... Library card. Samantha Wyatt, home dimension 65241. She... Scribbles that down, scans the, the library card, and hands it back to you. Oh, you have some decent credit if you're looking for anything. We've got your regular room is open right now. No one's staying in it, so you're welcome to head that way. Turns her attention to the rest of you in turn, starting with Quint here. Yeah, I don't have any of that. Oh, that's okay. First time here. Uh, no big deal. Just can I get your thumbprint then? We'll go ahead and check you in that way. She'll a little thumbprint scanner. Um... Sure. And uh, he'll offer his thumb. So she scans it, and then can you just give me your name so I can write that down? Uh, Quint? Yeah, she write that. Thank you. Uh, do you do surnames in your dimension? Kind of, but just Quint works. That's fine with us. Okay. She turns to Mystic. And your name, identifier, thumbprint? I'm going to glance at Cat and Phantom. I'm Mystic. Okay. Uh not my business never mind i always forget i'm not supposed to ask if it's a pseudonym or a given name anyway then they may just get your thumbprint here oh right and she gives that okay and then turns to feedback same question <clears throat> um feedback pseudonym that that was easy she kind of gives you a smile and then turns to rain and last one please christopher ray and he presents his thumb write that all down fantastic then I actually am the greeter assigned to you for the time being. So if you have any questions or anything, my name is Angelica. Just go ahead, hit the comm in your room and ask for your greeter and they'll send it to me. Any direction I can point you in right now? Wait, we have a room? Well, I mean, Samantha, uh, Ms. Wy Ms. Wyatt, what, what do you prefer to go by? Sam is fine. Sam. Wonderful. Thank you. Bear with me. This is only my second week in this particular job. I don't have it down yet i will be way more polite in the future anyway she has a room so i'm assuming you're together unless you're not in which case i can get you signed they're all with me okay if you do want to apply for a library card though we will need the rest of your dimensional identification information just so you know yeah i'll um get right on that as soon as i know what it is all we really re need right now is just to get to my room and rest for a while we've had a bit of a long journey to get here that's oh, fantastic we will contact you if we need you. Okay, just wait here for one second. I'll go grab what we need. She goes over to where her chair is and behind her in the wall, it's sort of set. It, what it looks like is like one of those drinking fountains that's in the, the wall of like a older university. So it's got that sort of inset. But the wall at the back of it is sort of shimmery 
to the eye. She walks over and does something and comes back with what looks like a very small tablet, hands it to Kat. This will give you, just walk you to the room. I don't know where you came on the planet last time. We do have you in the local area. You don't need to take the L or anything. And then she, she hands it to you. You've used this before. It's like a little, use your thumbprint and it'll, or whatever your identifier is, and it'll just give you the track to the room that you're staying in and which halls to turn on and everything. It's your mini map, basically. Cat will let go of Phantom at this point and I guess activate the map to her room and start guiding people there. Oh yeah, I forgot you were holding me. Phantom looks a little disappointed. This is completely different than any play. I mean, not to Cat and Phantom, obviously, but the rest of you have never seen anything like this. The comparison to a university is pretty apt. It's like the the halls in one of like an old school where they've had like it's all enclosed. Everything's just slightly worn, but still pretty good. Smells a little musty, but not terrible. And there are people just sort of wandering around. You see this huge variety of appearances of recognizably human, but they're they're very much across the spectrum of what human bodies can do. And they all seem to be kind of entered in their own things that they're working on and not really paying any attention to you guys. Phantom looks at the others and says, don't worry, the library is safe. Mostly. So this is a library? Why does it have rooms? Like, steady room? It, it's a planetary-sized repository of knowledge. There's not gonna be, like, evil shadow fish, are there, that are gonna, like, eat us? Uh, no, we're not in a dimension with evil shadow fish. I feel like you're making a reference, but no, there's nothing like this in this dimension. Yeah, I was making a reference. I'm pretty sure I've seen some in a different dimension. Oh, great. That's news I definitely needed to hear. But if I see anyone walking around in a NASA spacesuit, I am running. Quint gets it. Aaron is going to actually slow his steps down a bit, just so he's next to Rain. He's just going to get a look at him. So, uh, where's your head at, bud? You feeling all right? This is weird. Yeah, it's it's weird for us too, but this isn't our first time and it is yours and um Yeah, that's why it's weird. Just checking in, you holding up all right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to sitting down for a while. Thank you. All right. Well, um you I guess you're part of the crew now, so uh Also weird. It's going to be an adjustment. It was for most of us. But um you need anything to talk to me. Will do. Thanks. No problem. Actually, yeah, that did sound like a comfort and support. Actually, do you want to roll that? All right, so that's going to be a nine. Nice. So, Ray, do you think that counts as opening up to him? Yeah, sure. Uh, I'll mark potential. Sweet. So, as you guys are following this path to where this room is supposed to be, you're no- you do eventually notice that there aren't any windows in this building. There are pictures on the walls. It's light. The light is very much like natural light. It doesn't hit the... You are walking through a, a, a dingy hall light at all, but there are no openings to anywhere outside. And there are a bunch of doors, halls branching off. You can look down some or some doors are open into what look like traditional library rooms. Some look like computer labs. Some are just completely nothing you've ever seen before. But the big thing is that it's all completely enclosed. So then, yeah, a little bit of walking. Do you guys have any walk and talk stuff you want to do or we take you straight to your room? Feedback's just going to comment. It's like I'm in a casino, but for books. I don't know if I like it. Like, there's no windows, there's no clocks, there's just books and lighting. This is weird. I think it's pretty cool, actually. 
I mean, yeah, but I don't know, he just points at himself, if you've really gotten the vibe yet, but I didn't spend a huge amount of time in libraries when I was in school, so it's new. Oh, that's not the best current place I've been in. Could be colder, though. It's way too warm. So the door that you guys eventually, that your little path leads to, you know how in video games you'll, you'll sometimes walk up to the big halls that have a bunch of doors in them where there's just I all look exactly the same except for something on them? This is in a row of doors like that. You've done through a bunch of turns and you ended up in a corridor that's just kind of room. The weird thing is that the doors are closer together than they really probably should be, which means the room is probably tiny, but it's just a nice door. It has a little... Either it looks like a retinal or a thumbprint scanner or a little swipe card scanner by it. And then there's a what looks like an LCD screen set, set in the wall that's currently uh, reads unoccupied. Cat will open it up. Yeah. What does your room in this area look like? This is your probably your you and your mom's space. So what have you turned this space into? It, it can be it's fairly tardy. It can kind of be much bigger than it should be. The door opens up onto like a nice two-bedroom apartment got like a, a decent amount of space to it you know enough for uh the six of us to crash at least comfortably uh for the next little bit uh it's a rather lar- like large plush couch looking out onto tv screens that are currently set to uh, let's say kind of like a neutral sunrise and the, the weird thing about that one is you've got those two big screens in the walls and they both are sunrises, but they're both different ones. Either that or they're both exactly the same sunrise in both windows. Actually, let me do something for like the second one. So the first one looks out onto like what is clearly like prime Rancho Perseo. Like you can also like recognize the skyline and the buildings. See the Discovery Museum in the background with this little glittery star thing on the top of it. The second one, however, is from like the same view, but it's a lot darker. It looks like snow is falling, uh, and it doesn't look like most of Rancho Paseo is there anymore. Lovely. And the thing with these windows, these you can tell they're screens. I mean, they 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 look to be screens, but the view through them is a window view. It's it's indistinguishable from looking out on a on, on a, a landscape there. Uh, and as cat steps. In- the view on the second monitor switches to switches to mirror of one of the uh, first nice. monitor. Um, and then when you all are in the room and close the door, it has a row of locks of variety of types on where the door was closed. There's like a chain, there's a deadbolt, there's a scanner lock. There are some things that you can't really figure out that look like interlocking metal U's that are connected together and they all lock behind you. Great, it's smaller on the outside. Huh. Rain's going to switch to his civilian clothes and take a space on the couch. Y'all left pretty fast. I mean, I know Rain probably has civilian clothes and regular clothes just as a matter of course. And the rest of you are still in your uniforms as from that dimension. I don't think you had time to grab a lot of stuff before you left. Uh, I think Dad had her backpack. I explicitly wanted to have uh, my stuff in a little pouch in my back. So I think I have... The mystic outfit and the casual outfit we were provided, and that's it. Okay. Two sets of clothes, though. Decent, regular, and and less regular. The rest of you guys, uniforms, civilians, that's about it? Pretty much. I mean, for Quint, it's the same thing. Yeah, Quint's adorable. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so this room is 
very well climate controlled. You can hear nothing from around you. It's like you're completely alone in this space and nothing outside of it exists. Okay. So yeah, um, y'all are, you had a lot of stuff. You've been very, very busy, right? Up till now. This is the first time you really have a chance to stop. Last time I was here, I didn't have a room. Me and Ollie, we just slapped among the stacks. I'm just going to find a couch and collapse on it. And just sag into it. Okay. I'm finally able to breathe on a world where we are not likely to get murdered, surveilled, or any other bullshit. Like I said, it's safe. Mostly. You're not making it sound good. Would it be against the rules to eat in the library, or... Are we supposed to eat the books? You wouldn't eat a book. We could eat our words. I'm sure they have recipe books. Well, can we get food from somewhere? Yeah, we can get food delivered. What kind of food do they have on a library planet? Uh, I mean, we got lots of types of food, but I mean, like, the best one we can get stuff from is quantum slices. What, pray tell, is a quantum slice? It's a pizza joint with delivery across the multiverse. Oh, yes. Oh, it's been so long. That's a thing? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I probably I feel like I have an outlet in your dimension. I don't know what they call it. So there's a pizza place that can deliver anywhere in the multiverse? Yeah. Yes. Can't we just hitch a ride and go home? No. Why not? Oh, uh, yeah, because that would be too easy, wouldn't it? Okay, when... Quint, don't fuck with a pizza, guys. Have you ever read Snow Crash, where the mafia started delivering pizza? It's like that. Not familiar with that one. Okay, well, don't fuck with a pizza, guys. They will win. As you guys have been talking about food and this conversation is going on, one of the uh, sunrise screens has actually switched over. When you're talking about food, it starts scrolling a list of restaurants and meals up across the screen. And then when Kat mentioned Quantum Slice, the logo pops up on the screen and then a little, like what looks like a rectangle with little squares and like a bunch of them are stamped off and it's got Sam Wyatt's name printed on it. So you can see how many punches she has toward a free pizza. And just kind of sits on the, the screen. Does Kat have a free pizza? Uh, you had to buy one more and then you get a free one. All right. Hey, Kat. Yeah. Maybe this is too much to ask from someone who does use a code name, but why a different name here than the one you normally use? Yeah, you're usually pretty comfortable with just going, hi, I'm Kat. Yeah, you don't even have like a superhero name, at least not when you use most of the time. The Phantom looks away. Kat kind of like gets a bit of like a distant look in her eyes. You know, she's looking over at the screen, but showing her false identity, but she's not really, like, looking at it unless you ask her about it. Can I pierce the mask? I was gonna say, that feels like a pierce the mask roll, yeah. That is Monday six. Okay, does anyone want to help her make Kat tell you about herself? I'm fine with the Kat keeping her secrets. Okay, so... I'm cool with it going above the six, but, I mean, Kat's not really in position to help Mystic. Oh, man, I still have that info from that other session about asking Kat about something she's not telling us. But this is a different situation. What, what would you guys do? Would you be adding words or, you know, poking her? Yeah, no, feedback would just kind of look and be like, Kat, like we said, I got your back, so 
it's it's fine. You don't gotta keep secrets from us. I was thinking that Fantail would come over and put their hand on her shoulder and say, "It's okay. I think we can trust them. You know, just a little bit." Come on, guys. Let Cat keep her secrets. She doesn't have to tell us if she doesn't want to. That physical touch is enough to actually trigger some of the pain you're feeling, Cat. As you touch Cat's shoulder, you get a sort of like double image overlay as your hand passes through one image of Cat, and you feel as like another cat that sort of like breaks out of the illusion uh, before like the spear has the time to like catch back up. Cat. But it, um, no, why didn't you say something? I just... You, sit down right now. No, I will push you onto this couch. Please don't. Why didn't you say you were hurt? Uh, I guess that pushes it up to a seven. You want to do Pierce and Sure. Yeah. I mean, I guess, like, how can I get your character to open up again? I'm just going to ask the same sort of question I asked before. Because there's a lot of things she could choose to talk about. Cat will open up and tell the truth. Mm-hmm. You can put her position where it's impossible for her to lie. I mean, you're picking up that cat doesn't really tell the truth. Or tell most of the truth a lot. Just just enough to get by. I think Junie has been picking up on that for a while now. This is how a lot of our interactions go, honestly. <laughs> but is she still like standing up or did she take Phantom's request and sit down? She'll sit down. She'll grab one of the chairs and drop the holograms. She'd overlaid onto herself. She looks, uh, I mean, she's still wearing like relatively new clothes uh, that were given to her. But like the more exposed parts of the skin, there are obvious signs of like extensive bruising. She's obviously like cringing and there's a lot of pain just on her, on her chest. She's got, uh, gotten like a little fair few scrapes on her face to the scar running along her nose and down to, onto her neck uh, is looking a little inflamed. So basically she went from looking totally normal to looking beat up. Yeah, and one of her legs is like bound up in a forced steel cast. Well, I don't want to pressure you to talk if you don't want to. I get that it's probably really overwhelming that all of us are here looking at you at once. But I just, you know, I, I'm curious, like, would it be safe for me to walk outside without my mask? I guess is part of why I'm asking this. If that's easier to talk about. Like, is it just better to have a pseudonym here? Well, Phantom keeps saying it's safe. You'll be fine. I mean, y'all kind of don't know where you are, for that matter. I mean, it seems like Phantom and Cat know exactly what's going on. But the rest of you, you don't really know what this place is. You'll be okay if you use your real name. I can't be here if I use my real name. Cat's circumstances are unique. Oh. Right. And you've been here before. Were you here before as Sam or as Cat? As far as they're aware, I am only Samantha Wyatt. Okay, you got it. I know how to use code names, obviously. So is there like a library Best Buy or something that we can use to fix the thing and go home? So, yeah, you guys are aware that there's not a library Best Buy. But you would be able to get the equipment from this. You probably would have to go to a librarian for that, though, partially because this place works entirely on a barter system where something that's designed for dimensional drifting, though, does tend to go through the actual librarians, not their assistants, simply because 
as a dimensional nexus planet, which is what this guy, this place is, they want to be really aware of who's coming in and out and try not to get technology to dimensions that haven't already made interdimensional contact yet. A prime directive of sorts. Something like that. Yeah. A system. So yes, you can get parts, but you'll have to talk to a librarian and figure out some barter for it. So have either of you like done research here? Like, could I just start reading books and stuff? I mean, last time I was here, I, I, I mean, I don't have a library card. I didn't really want one. I kind of, me and Ali kind of caused a little mischief. That's very on brand for you, Phantom. Thanks. I think. So can we order that pizza? I'm kind of hungry. Pizza's good, yeah. We should eat. Feedback is currently snoring in the uh, on the couch. Yeah, yeah. How about how about Rain? I've been listening politely. I think I'm gonna like walk in the kitchen, like grab Cat a glass of water, and bring it over to her. And this is it's a full on kitchen. It's it's I mean it's like a cheap apartment kitchen, and then it's small. It's a little galley kitchen, little corner thing. But I mean, it's got a stove. It's got a, a refrigerator. Probably it looks like a refrigerator, but it's a little weird on the inside. Is there anything in the fridge? Uh, when you open it, the back of it has that same fuzzy, out of focus look as the the thing that your your guide pulled the the map thing out of. Cat, how do I make the fridge work? Can I make it give us food? Uh, yeah, just um, she'll hold up my tablet. Just thumbprint and light. You can be added. I thought we were ordering pizza. Is there caffeine? Just for the record, you can add anything to your room's tab, but then you eventually have... So you could either add stuff to your own tab if you had a library card, or since you don't, you can add it to Kat's tab. But I mean, this is one of those places where if you don't actually pay your debts, you don't get to come back, and that's kind of sucky. Well, we have stuff we can give. Oh yeah, totally. You guys have plenty of stuff to to, to trade off on this. Caffeine, yes. uh, It's probably good, too. There's a drink here called Mountain Condensation. That'll do. Wait, so what did... Wait. Wait a second, before we get room service, like, what is the currency here? Uh, oh, it's, uh, information. Okay. It's a library. You barter, you can, if you bring something from a different dimension, or you can tell your own stories, you know, as long as you provide them information, or something new, something from somewhere else. Oh, I have so many stories from the villain days, trust me, I can, I can run up a good tab. Oh, that reminds me, I pulled out the phone, uh, from... Uh, the fascist dimension? I still have this. Uh, Kat's gonna go change. Wait, uh, what is that phantom? Uh, it's my other self's phone. I took it with me. I must have forgotten that I still had it when we left. Incidentally, it's showing you have full bars of service right now. Oh. I open it off the phone. <laughs> I'm looking to see who that Noah's contacts are. Because of who that Noah was, there are a bunch of names you don't recognize because they probably didn't exist in your dimension, but some of the other people would recognize uh, as people that went to high school with them. Actually, Christopher Rain would be on there. Oh. Hey, Chris. We knew we- Can I call you Chris? Do you want- Is Wayne- uh, Either is fine. Uh, okay, Chris, did you know that we knew each other in a different dimension? You might be evil in that dimension, though. Um, why? Why are you evil? You know what? Just why all of it? Oh, well, I was evil in that dimension. I, I worked with the bad guys. Not me, but like my other self. 
and my other self knew your other self. So I feel like if we're in contact, you're probably, that other self of yours is probably not a nice person. If it's under a non-alias name, that would follow. um, Aaron raises his lazy figure. I was a good guy. I was a hero. Oh, I'm going to, where's that, where's that mountain condensation? Incidentally, if you've done anything with the tablet, there will be a, a, a nice six-pack of non-branded, non-trademark infringing carbonated, caffeinated beverage in the fridge. <laughs> yeah, Quit will grab one and toss one over to feedback. It bounces off of his face, and then he manages to scramble, grab it, and start drinking it. I'm going to look at the text messages, see if I can find anything spicy. <laughs> so what? there are actually a decent amount of text messages. Most of them do seem to be coming from something that the, the contact is listed as a scout command. They're all really dull and all about like training exercises start at 8 a.m. and be a hero, report hero code interventions and stuff like that, like propaganda stuff. You do have a couple from the Christopher Ring contact. And just based on context, what it seems like is he was the person that that Noah reported to in the A Scouts. Oh, you are my superior, Chris. Wait, so are you getting signal from fascist dimension? I thought it was just like this version of Verizon or whatever. Uh, you know, it's it's a little confusing. Wait, can they trace us on that? Well, I'm going to give it up because it's very boring. So this is information I can trade away here. Uh, incidentally, just for the record, you are getting signal from this dimension, but it's connected to whoever in this dimension is connected to the person in that phone because interdimensional weirdness. I don't have time to start explaining quantum theories with all of you. And I don't know if you're even interested in that. I mean, maybe. That's a no, I guess. It's been my life for the past few days. Well, if you're really interested, I mean, it's such a fascinating topic, traveling between the dimensions and the connections between them. Oh. Is there books we could read about that here, Phantom? Oh, yes. There's so many. Do you have recommendations? Oh, yes. I'm sorry. I just. Phantom's getting so excited. It's adorable. Uh, Kat's going to limp back into her room and just walk, go over to the TV and start ordering pizza. Finally. I want to come back to that one. So if you guys were going to continue your conversation for a minute here, then I will cut to Kat's pizza order here. Phantom will start trying to explain in the most basic terms they can. The camera moves from the little group of people, Phantom's just excited expression and hand gesturing, which is cool because they're actually visible for once and still above the floor by like six inches. And I'm assuming the rest of you guys are listening pretty, pretty along with it. Then the camera will pan over to Kat, who is what, tucked herself in a corner somewhere. And are you using the system in the library or your actual phone? She'll use the library system just to avoid identifying herself as someone who shouldn't be here. Basically, it's a tablet. You can just kind of talk into it. It's like a very nice little speakerphone. And then it'll broadcast the stuff back to you. Uh, and you do get it because this is the future and future tech world of the screen itself will actually turn into a little video screen for you. So rings a couple times and then the screen comes up and there is a very bored looking girl in a baseball cap that has the quantum slice pizza logo on the on it just kind of looking at the thank you for calling quantum slice experience the unified theory of pizza ask us about our frequent customer card today's special is sweet corn and candied bacon how can i help you oh god wait that actually sounds good can we order a small one of one of those please oh Hold on. What do you want on your pizzas? Double pepperoni, extra cheese. That's it. I'm boring. They had that really good pizza with like spinach uh, sauce and carrots and corn. This is a weird pizza place. 
Well, that's something they make in my home. Why is your home weird? My home's not weird. All right, Cass is going to like chill, relay. Uh, Shapo, do feedbacks order as an extra large so people can share. Extra large pepperoni. Do you want bison pepperoni, dolphin pepperoni, pork pepperoni, or beef pepperoni? Dolphin? Pork. One extra large pork pepperoni. Anything else? Okay, so you go through the rest of other pizzas, um, and she's clearly typing something on a screen. Aaron looks at Junie. Wow, that really makes me suddenly very sad that dolphin can be pepperoni. I don't know why. Yeah, aren't they like too smart yeah, for that? Yeah, they're basically sentient. It's it'd be like eating people pepperoni. So are pigs, though. Pigs are pretty smart. Yeah, pigs are pigs are smart. Yeah, but I'm used to eating those. Yeah, that's why I I think in Prime you call them vegans. I don't really eat meat. It's fine. Vegans are cool. I I'm sorry, y'all. I'm real tired. It's okay. You look like you need some sleep. I do. So she uh, really quick repeats the order back to you. And can I interest you in a extra large pizza cookie or candied bacon pizza cookie? Yes. Can we get like the normal non-bacon version of that? Absolutely. Yeah, let's also get a pizza cookie. Your delivery will be there in three hours, 47 minutes. Library Athenium, room 5578 Theta. Thank you for calling Quantum Slice. Have a good day. It turns off. Three hours? Is that normal time frame? Yeah, it's pretty good. I was expecting it to be instant. Well, depends on the dimension. Are they making that pizza in a different dimension? Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. This is a buck wild concept, y'all. I'm still wrapping my head around that. See, I told you, some things are pretty cool, aren't they? Haven't seen much cool yet, Phantom. Uh, you will, Quint, I promise. You keep saying that. A supervillain decided he wanted to corner a market on pizza across all dimensions. Wait, so this pizza place is a supervillain plan? I mean, he's really more of like a CEO at this point, but yeah, he started. Like, aren't all capitalist supervillains when you look at it that way? <laughs> <laughs> we have a message this week. Uh, anyway, <laughs> the small talk goes back and forth. Uh, were you guys, so it sounded like people wanted to do some one-on-one conversations here. Yeah, I think Kat's going to grab Quint. No, I want to grab Quint. I mean, you guys can both talk to Quint. Yeah, we can both talk to Quint, Phantom. <laughs> we'll both grab him. Hot. I just like your picture, Phantom and Quint taking him both by the opposite arm, like we need to talk. It's like, wait, 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 what's going on? Wait, what? That's what I was seeing. So the way it's set up, you have the central lounge room and then there are two uh, bedrooms opening off of it. There's a little like entryway and off the entryway in the lounge room is the kitchen. Uh, So I think you guys are all sort of in various stages of collapse on floor and couch and whatever. And then was it you guys are going to frog march Quint into one of the other rooms? Yes. So they each grab one of your arms. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. I, I do not consent to this. I do not consent to this. Don't worry. Uh, she's actually going to like pause, close the door to the other bedroom, and then walk into the one that was her bedroom. Okay, so we're gonna, the camera's going to follow you guys into Kat's room. What does Kat's room look like? We haven't really seen any of her spaces yet. Uh, it'd definitely be somewhere she visits more frequently. So, um, Does Kat have any band posters on the walls? Does she like music? I think she's going up posters for like 
martial arts stuff. Uh, so there's some like uh, stuff like uh, HEMA events, um, martial arts shows. Generally, there's a lot of like people fighting posters on her wall. Awesome. So then now you've got that space bed and there's the three of you. Quint, you're getting a rare glimpse of what is inside Kat's life. Uh, there's a couple of photos mm. on her nightstand uh, showing someone that is clearly like a much younger cat. Person who looks like a very much like older cat. And I wonder if oh, she wouldn't be in her mask. So and another woman. All right. So, yeah, they've got a closed door and the three of you in a room. Cat is very quickly going to like flip that picture down so she doesn't have to look at it. Great. Now I'm getting kidnapped. Uh, look. And Cat sort of like half sits, half collapses onto the bed. You've. Look, I, I get it. All right. You're angry, but. The shit you pulled at Vanguard's office back in whatever it is, corporate super hellhole dimension. Please don't do that anymore. He needed to hear that. Clint. If if I didn't do that, then you wouldn't have seen him fly into that fight. He wouldn't know that it was possible. Sometimes you need to get into their faces. Quinn. Clint, I want to apologize. Oh, yeah, you go ahead, Phantom. I want to apologize to you. I was not expecting that. No, I'm sure you weren't. But I've been thinking about it. About our fight, about breaking into the super systems of that dimension. And you're right, in a way. I am biased about super systems. I'm biased about their founder and CEO, Trevor Adler. I've had a lot of negative experiences with them in different dimension, especially Prime. But that I didn't know anything about that one, and it's possible they were perfectly upstanding facility. But listen, it's not like I was going to lead you to a bear trap and ask you to stick your foot into it, okay? Is that like a a saying from... I mean, I I guess I kind of get it. It doesn't really have a nice ring to it. No. <laughs> well, listen, you have some ridiculous ones from your, from Prime. Yeah, but they sound good. So I, I love that you came in here for a serious conversation and you instantly got sidetracked. Um, listen, if the show business world, all the fights, all the villainy, the crime, it's staged, it's scripted. A minor crime probably wouldn't have had outstanding effects on the people involved but i didn't i there's no way to know for sure so you were right but you don't have to be so asshole mean about it i'm gonna come back to you guys so that the the camera's gonna fade out on that and then come up in the other room what are you guys doing are y'all just kind of staying flat well quinn's dead let's we're gonna mourn him um I think Junie went into the other room and she changed into the casual clothes. Oh, there's a bathroom too, obviously. I think I would just go to the bathroom. So that outfit, we had talked about how they were, this is the outfit that was given to her. She only had the purple and teal mystic suit she started with. The one she's wearing, she was wearing when she got here, which was like the blue. It's blue and black and purple, right? Is the, 
with the LEDs. So she's changing to the clothes, which are also blue and black and purple. I was thinking that it was it's like kind of a preppy outfit and it's like a, a plaid skirt that's like the blue and black and purple uh, in the weave together. Um, and then just like a black shirt and then maybe like a like a jean jacket maybe that's like black and has like maybe like purple stitching on cool. or something like that. And like that's like the outfit she has just to be like a little bit more casual, at least while they're hanging out inside the room. Just as soon as you step out of that, Aaron is going to look at you and his cheeks are just going to turn a shade of pink. He's just like, that's, um, <clears throat> uh, you have good taste in outfits. It's Thank you. And now we all have the same taste in color scheme, at least. Fair. I just, it's cute. Sorry. That's not, I mean... <clears throat> Anyway, so Quint's probably dead, huh? Yeah, it looks like uh, he's getting interrogated. She has, like, put up her arm, um, like, in her hands, like, on the back of her head, and she's, like, scratching her hair at her hairline while this is happening. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. He got grabbed and pulled into the other room. So, Rain, this dynamic is really familiar to you because this is the setup for inter-team romances that you see pretty frequently. Uh, the... Be they change into their normal clothes and get a little weird around each other. So this is a very comfortable experience for you. Like being home, honestly. Back on you guys in the bedroom. How's that conversation going? You were right. I shouldn't have made such a rash judgment call, but I still feel that I, I, I but I personally have a lot of negative feelings towards Are you them. exposing a vulnerability? Oh, no. I am not. I don't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I also mark a condition because telling people about myself is bad. <laughs> uh, I will mark insecure. Okay, so you just saw Phantom's walls come down a little bit, Clint. What are you? What are you doing here? Look, I don't have the experience that you guys have in jumping dimensions. What I do have is lots of experience with people and I don't have to assume that because I know like other vanguards that this one is going to be an asshole too. I was just able to see that and I don't think I was wrong. Clint, you dip deliberately antagonized a man who is grieving over the loss of his team. Yeah, because it's his fault that he's grieving when you take up the mantle of being a hero, you need to be a hero, not some performer. That's how it is in that dimension. Yeah. And look what happened. Quinn, that doesn't happen. You say that, but it did. What happened wasn't that dimension's fault. It's, it was an outside force. Besides, they weren't aiming for the team. Look, Quint... People don't usually die over there. There are accidents, there are injuries, sure, but death is very uncommon, especially in hero work. So that man that you have decided was an, an asshole. And look, I agree. There are lots of bad vanguards out there, and some vanguards are going to let you down. But that one is one of the better ones. So I think it was very unfair of you to walk into his office and accuse him of being an idiot and not doing enough. There's a long silence and the, the camera sort of pulls back and you can see the three of you now um, 
what's Quint's expression like as he thinks about how to respond? Contemplative. My problem with that world is that all these people have decided to be heroes, but all they are are people looking for attention. That's not what a hero is. My name is Quintessential Hero. I've been pushed towards being a hero my entire life, and I have been told repeatedly what that means. And to see an entire dimension of people that are just paid actors, I, that, that just can't, that, that doesn't work in my head. This feels like opening up to them. Uh, when you share a vulnerability or weakness with someone, give them influence over you and ask them who they'd like you to be. Mark potential if you show them that person. If they're a teammate, add team to the pool no matter what. Huh, who do I want you to be? So, uh, Phantom's gonna look at you, Quinn, and say, you know, you're not the first quintessential hero I, I know. I knew another one of you, one of your other selves. And you are nothing alike in a lot of ways and similar in others. He was exactly... <sighs> The person your parents wanted you to be, I'm sure, he was a hero. He embraced it in a way that surprised me. I never really met someone who wanted to do good, who wanted to be someone so heroic. And I want you to know that you're going to encounter lots of versions of yourself Going forward, you're going to meet people like that, Quince, and you're going to meet people who are the complete opposite of that, who you'll see Quince that will show you the worst and best parts of yourself. And you're going to see worlds like that where it's going to make you feel awful. Quint, you just have to accept that. You have to look inside and see who you want to be and just be that person no matter where you are, no matter who you encounter, because you're not going to get out of this if you can't accept who you are. Um, well, I am going to reject that. Ooh, hey, that ow. That's a four. <laughs> Except my words. Except them, Quint. That's a pretty solid appeal to being a variety of different kinds of people. So my suggestion would be uh, pushing back against that really, really hard and shifting freak up and savior down. Uh, let's let's accept the influence and mark. Um, I'm going to mark hopeless. I think that is the one that fits most here. That's the pushback and you're going to be more delinquenty than anybody has ever delinked. So... <laughs> delinked uh yeah i'm gonna go with that okay so there's a minute of silence quint's face getting really set lines between his eyes actually you know what that's a good place to cut back to the, the other room so we'll leave uh, on quint's scowling very very upset face and go back to the first room 
so you guys are still chilling. Have you been having any conversations? Are you all kind of just out of it and ready to listen and, and like be down? There's a TV um, that seems to be voice controlled. I did have an idea. Yes. Um, if we can call an interdimensional pizza place, is it possible to call phones in other dimensions from this phone in this dimension? No. So that's the one thing that uh, they haven't quite worked out yet. There's like stuff like the Spear of the Technomage that can make cross, uh, cross-dimensional calls. But for the most part, within a dimension, you can only call inside that dimension. Rare okay. technology lets you call it between dimensions. Well, he was he's at the TV trying to figure out if he can call Roxy. And um, when he finds out he can't, he just kind of sags. You could call the one in this dimension if, if she exists, for sure. But you couldn't call your home dimension one. Are you telling us who Roxy is? Because I don't think you have. You can probably see what I'm looking up. So this would be on the big screen because Kat took her little pad. So you're, yeah, you can look through. It's basically fancy library Google uh, on the big screen. Yeah, so I see it, but I realize it's not the one that I know. And I just kind of sag that I can't talk to her. And I just kind of... And the picture you see, if it's anything like the Roxy in my home dimension, she's got hair that she's dyed this sort of a uh, even more neon blue than Quint or Phantom. And she wears sort of a almost like a pastel version of a goth outfit. It's like low key. It's not like super poofy or anything, but it's just like, you know, like high socks, boots. So there is one slight difference in this one. Uh, she's got the hair. Uh, full on however what style suits her best she's got that going what she's wearing though is very similar to what the the girl you met at the first thing that's sort of like sort of a cross between a blazer and a military jacket and this really subdued green and it has on the chest what looks like military medals are actually pinned on the chest and some sort of rank insignia on the sleeve but the rest of her attitude is not military so you only see from the waist up but that's what you're seeing and he just kind of sags and just dismisses it off the screen so uh who was that Oh, shit. That's right. You guys can see that. Um, yeah, I mean, you kind of started doing it right in front of us, and we were just watching. Look, I'm <laughs> I'm really tired, Junie. I'm going to be honest. My my judgment is not at its peak right now. Um, look, back home, I have a I have a younger sister. And she and I are uh, we're really tight, and I just want to let her know I'm okay. So she's the only person back home that I talk to about. She's the one who found out I was a villain. And I mean, she thought it was cool, but she also was the one who wanted to encourage me to maybe try out the hero biz. She's not the one who ultimately made the push, but she looks up to me and I I miss her a lot. She's one of the only people I can really talk to. And I don't know how long I've been gone back home, and I just want to let her know I'm okay. And honestly, I just want to make sure she's okay. I know it sounds fucking stupid. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, 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 that makes sense. Yeah, maybe we'll go back to Prime eventually. She's just like looking. She's like, you know, she's sitting on the couch. She's just like looking at the floor. Do you have any siblings? Uh, no. It's just me. 
So I'm going to, you guys are going to have that little conversation and sort of be off to one side. And then the camera is going to go over to Rain. After feedback's done doing that, uh, Rain wanted to basically do the same thing, looking up his team. So you're able to find records on actually all of them. And they are, well, about half. There, there are two people that just don't seem to exist. I, I'm not going to name them at this point because I, I do need to plan it out in advance. But two of them appeared to just not be born or, or not exist in this dimension at all. Uh, and you had four teammates beside you, right? Yes. Okay. One of the other teammates um, seems to be living a particularly average life. She, he or she, she uh, is just kind of there. You get like a, an address and a name. The weird, The only thing you're getting out of this one, though, is that everything, all the addresses are in the same format as Kat's room number. Um, they don't seem to be like, there's no street names, there's no nothing. It's just numbers and, and Greek letters. But then when you go to look for Banneret and she very exists and exists as, so when her picture comes up, she's wearing that same uniform that you saw on Feedback's sister, but it's crisply ironed, perfect lines. It looks great. She's got tons more ribbons on her arm. And the, the shirt she's wearing underneath it is a a black button-down, like Roxy had been wearing a t-shirt. She's got this, this crisp black shirt underneath. And on her name tag, there's what looks to be some sort of commendation and uh, stuff on it. And they, her listed, uh, name is listed as archivist trainee Madison Aguilar. And she's got a bunch of commendations under her name and just basically she's really good at what she does or something. Uh, is there any indication to me of what that would be, like what she'd be like in the in this universe? Like her personality or her stuff, what she does? Like what she does. Yeah, um, just in, in existing in the, the internet space of this dimension, there are, there are very few people who actually just live here. People that stay in this dimension long term generally belong to the, li the, li the library as staff. And they can either be librarians, they can be archivists. Archivists tend to be a little more elite and they are higher educated and higher paid. But they also have a lot more responsibility. As a trainee, she's just not professional yet. But she's basically the equivalent of like an apprentice to... Uh, this actually does list the name that she's apprenticed to because the name is big in this world. Uh, she is apprenticed to Jack Wynn, who is listed as the head archivist of Rancho Paseo branch of the library. That doesn't mean anything to you, but it would be to people that from Prime. I am also apparently disappointed and sit back and stop looking. Got it. So that you guys can see on the screen who he's been looking up. The one thing you can pick out of this reign is that if what you're seeing is an indication she's very similar in personality to the, the, the banneret from your world. Um, at this point, Aaron's just going to crack open another mountain condensation, offer one to Rain, tr and just chug another one himself. He'll take that. All right, let's go back to the other room and get, get some, some yelling happening. Yeah, so Quinn, are you standing, sitting, arms crossed? What are you doing with your body language? I think he's starting to, sh to show his anger here. Okay. I've been trying to avoid this whole thing my whole life and i get tossed into a fucking origin story and i can't get out of it I, this this is my worst nightmare and i can't seem to find any way to go home what i want to be is a normal kid living a normal life i didn't ask for these powers i didn't ask to be part of this life and cat's gonna stand up uh to her full height uh, look over at Phantom. Can you give us a moment? 
Fenton looks at Quint, then looks at Cat and nods. Fine. I don't think I want to be in here anyways. And <laughs> leaves. There's a very brief cut to the people in the front room. Uh, you see Phantom come out, close the door, and they just do a quick pan over your faces if there's any reactions. Yeah, Phantom looks kind of uh, mixed feelings, mostly upset and kind of disappointed. So Kat's going to look down at Quint uh, and just kind of painfully cross her arms across her chest. Look, I know what it's like. I know what it's like to be forced into something you, to be born into something you never wanted, and to have a, have it reinforced your whole life. You think you know what the pressure is of having your parents name you quintessential hero? I've only told you two names. Cat and an alias called Samantha Wyatt. Do you think Cat is my full name? I mean, you could go by whatever you want to. I'm not going to call you out on using a pseudonym. My full name is Catherine Slane II, daughter of Catherine Slane I. She goes by another name, which I'm almost sure you're familiar with. Transition. So that name means a lot to you, Quint, uh, as a child of heroes. Transition doesn't show up often, but when she does, somebody dies. And is Cat sharing a vulnerability now? Yes, I was going to actually just say that seems like yeah. sharing a vulnerability. Yeah. Okay. Yay, we're all having team dynamics. I wasn't born because she wanted, well, I guess she wanted a daughter. But she wanted a partner, a successor, someone to carry on her sick legacy. So when I say, I know what you're going through, I mean it. I don't want you to be a hero. I'm not trying to shape you that way. I don't want you to be a villain. You'll be whoever you want to be, free of the restraints of your parents. But right now, I just need you to listen to me. I can't have you flying off a handle. So that definitely qualifies under the share of vulnerability um, and definitely seems to be asking the question for her, which is, would you defend cat against people who don't trust her. So you know. Does that change who I am in your eyes? Quinn actually busts out with like a half-crooked smile here. No. You don't have to be who your parents want you to be. But that's pretty heavy. But hey, you got a better name than I did. <laughs> Self-absorbed man! I barely know you, Kat, but you could at least trust that whatever decision I make there won't be because of your mom. I guess it's a qualified yes. Okay, that counts. So Kat, you get to clear condition and shift savior up and something else down. All right, we are shifting danger down and clearing angry. She's still insecure. (laughs) As in everyone. I think, how does that feel as in the end of a conversation? That yeah, feels good. So we'll go rejoin for perfect. As you guys are coming out of Kat's bedroom, there is a knock or a, a tone from the front door. I'm going to quickly put my visor back on my face. Mask back on, feedback face as well, just covering the lower half. 
Uh, I guess Kat will go answer it. Opens the door and outside is a a man in a red t-shirt, red baseball cap, brilliant smile, holding pizza boxes and just just grinning at you. Delivery. Kat will take it. Uh, just g- give me your, your thumbprint here, please. Boop. And there's a little, do you want to add a tip? Cat will add a tip. He, he looks at it. Thank you for ordering from Quantum Slice. Experience the unified theory of pizza. You have a free pizza next time. And he, he pulls a little thing and stamps on the pad, which it shows up as a little Q stamp on the card. So next time, I, your order's on us. And he gives you a little jaunty wave and, and walks up the hallway. Cat will bring the pizza back. So I think this scene is going to close, uh, sort of fade to black on y'all sitting around and eating non-dolphin pepperoni pizza. I actually did have one thing I wanted to do. Aaron's just kind of going to get Cat aside a little bit and just gesture to the bedroom like, everything cool? Y'all cool? We're cool. Awesome. Hey, question. Yeah? You're familiar with this whole dimension hopping thing. Yes. Do you know a way to make phone calls between dimensions? Yes. There's one problem with that, though. It has to go for my implants, and I'll hear every word of it. I trust you. Um, I just want to talk to my sister. Are you cool being my phone? All right. Uh, Kat's going to go over to uh, Wall Outlet and uh, just like stick her spear down into her ground and send it up to its length. Plug one of her cords in a wall. Phantom? Yes? I need the uh, ENA. All right, I'll come over and hand it to you. What are you doing? Making a phone call for feedback. Feedback, okay. Oh, it's, turns around, looks at him, and makes that kind of gesture like I'm watching you. <laughs> that is where this scene is going to end. Not the episode, but this scene uh, is the 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 eyes between Phantom and feedback, and then it'll fade down on like the the greeting from your sister over the phone, spear phone, the cat phone. Yes. So the scene fades in on everybody. I mean, so we, who's sleeping where? Are you on the floor? Are you on? You have air mattresses. I bet Transition occasionally has mercenaries come sleep on her floor. Yep. Are we all sleeping on the same bed? There's three beds. Yeah. Where are you sleeping? Well, in Cat's room and the king size pullout bed. And Transition's room. Cat's going to put a just like grab a piece of paper and write off limits and stick it on transitions room door. Wait, Kat, isn't that a bedroom? Yes. Why aren't we using it? I'm guessing there are reasons. Reasons. Oh. And I'm like looking at Quint, like who doesn't, who's like very, always defensive about asking questions. But, and I remember how he accused me of like attacking her with my questions before. And I'm just like, okay, but who's sleeping where? Look, if we don't have enough air mattresses, Junie, you can take mine. I'll just find a corner to crash in. Look, the bed in my room can fit two people. I would like to share the bed with you, Kat. That's okay. I mean, we've shared beds before. Yeah. All right. I was just going to look at Rain and look at Junie and just give them the biggest shit-eating grin. So we have the pullout. We have the couch. The pullout is big. The couch is a pullout. So there, there's one couch that's a couch and one couch, that, one couch that's a pullout bed. And then we have Cat's room. So we've got Phantom and Cat on the bed. I'll take a couch. Rain gets a little couch. Oh, so Rain gets a one bed all to himself and doesn't have to share it with two other people. I see how it is. 
You should have called it faster. All right, that's fine. Okay. Look, if you don't want to share a bed, we have air mattresses. No, I just, can I not be in the middle? How's that? There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'll sleep in the middle. It's fine. I'm sorry. This one has to ar- end on you guys arguing about where to sleep. And then when it fades in, it's rain draped on a couch, two people draped across one bed with their legs off the side, someone on an air mattress. And then if you go into Kat's room, there's like the phantom and cat sort of pile <laughs> on the bed. And, and everybody's sort of waking up around the same time. Uh, the, the thing with this place, the light here has faded up like sunrise. And it, it sort of is in the room. It looks like a, a normal or a mid-morning sun light in the room. Okay. I have an idea of what um, is happening. I think we see... Junie with her hair down, which maybe has not been on camera yet because she was sleeping. Yeah. Wild bedhead, green and black ha- like hairs, like just like frizzed around. And also the bumps from her uh ponytails. But um she's flipping through the tablet that um Kat was given, trying to see like the layout of the library, like where she'd go for a library card and like where she might want to read the books. Yeah. You're able to apply from a li- for a library card in your room, or you're able to actually go to one of the circulation desks and apply. And even if you didn't want a library card, it'll show you where all the very, like, it, it gives you directions to all the pieces of the library that would have the things you want. It also spells out the rules, which are, you are allowed to use any library materials within the library as long as they're returned to a reshelf cart. And you, you do need a, a library card to check anything out and to get some of the more restricted items. But just general books and information, and sewing machines, vacuum, all the, the normal stuff, you can just check it out for the, in the use in the library and then return it. It does. The one thing that's a little bit weird is that the places you're supposed to go are not nearby. This is going to be sending you like thousands of miles, sending you to the equivalent of what where like France would be to go get the certain library books. And oh, wow. they all tell you to go on various lines of the L. And that is described as a fast, uh, high-speed transport system f- between between library branches. How fast is it? Can she see how long it's going to take to get? Ten minutes oh. is fast. Maybe, maybe I think the farthest, directly the opposite side of the world takes about an hour. All right. Uh, I'll say Kat is up annoyingly early. Okay. So you'll probably see her like getting coffee. And doing her morning exercises. So yeah, Junie, you wake up when Cat is already awake and being all Tai chi or whatever Cat does in the mornings. And then do your research. Like, are you doing this like in the living room or in your bedroom? In the kitchen. Quint will wake up and join you in these exercises. So Quint, are you particularly athletic? Yeah, actually. So Quint, uh, pretty much since birth, has been training to be a hero. So... I think he can keep up with Kat just fine. All right. Kat will not say anything. So you guys go through your routines together. Junie figures out what's going on there. When do the rest of y'all wake up? Feedback just kind of sits pulled upright. And it's like, uh, winces, runs a hand over his face. Okay, cool. Oh, you guys are doing hot yoga? No. What was going on? <laughs> just staring at you. Does this look hot? Quint's there, so yeah. <laughs> I would say Cass there, so yeah. I mean, Cass just didn't like what she wears to bed and 
heavily bruised. A cast on one leg. Is there like a gym somewhere around here? The uh, screen on the wall pulls up a series of different kinds of gyms from uh, Civil War recre- recreation gyms to uh, World War Four recreation to longsword fighting. Why the fuck does that exist? No, I just want to go to a CrossFit gym. Wait, we're four? Did they skip one? No. Well, you can find World War Three gyms too, but they're not as much fun because that was the nuclear one. Then it pulls up a list of CrossFits ar- around the globe. I think so. Phantom wakes up alone, which is not an uncommon thing. Uh, uh, Phantom definitely. Uh, this is like one of the rare scenes where Phantom's not wearing the cloak because they don't wear the cloak to bed. Uh, so like the cloak's folded off beside the bed, uh, and like their hair is messy. And they reach out for their cloak, but in, before they put the cloak on, they pull a picture from it. This picture is a picture of half of, you can, it's been ripped. So half of the picture has been ripped, but there's still like an arm coming around the picture of this young boy. He looks to be about uh, eight in the picture with bright red hair and uh, green eyes. And Phantom smiles softly and sadly. Well, I made it back here, Ollie. I know you didn't want me to look at the machine, but if if it told you what I think it told you, I think I want to use it too. I just wish, I just wish you would have told me. Then they tuck it away into the pocket and put the cloak on and come out looking, you know, bright and cheery, just like a uh, phantom. All right. That means rain is the last to wake likely. Yeah, of course. Aaron's gonna be the one to be there when he wakes up and say, Hey man, wanna go to the House of Gains with me? Need a workout, buddy. Sure. Anything that isn't continuing to sit around here. Libraries are not actually my thing. So we're gonna follow you guys first and we'll come back to the the rest of y'all. So you're picking a CrossFit gym. Um there's one actually fairly close. It's about a five minute walk to the local L station. That looks a lot like, so I don't, I don't know what subways look like. I've never been, I, I live in California, but it looks like a BART station to me. Uh, so you got a sort of bullet shaped train thing and a big tube. What it looks like more than anything is a pneumatic tube system, like would deliver materials from places in an office or, you know, in, in a library. And when you get in, you can put your little the location you're going to, and there's no sensation of movement when it starts. You honestly can't tell it's moving. And about 10 minutes later, you get out and can follow through the halls to this gym. The library you come out into, though, it's whereas the one, the Rancho Paseo branch has been uh, sort of like a, a very slightly musty college. This is more like a convention center with the weird printed carpet and the vaguely beige walls. <laughs> um, it just kind of looks like that as you're walking through it. And it does lead. I don't know what's in a CrossFit gym. But it takes you to the gym that you're looking for. So feedback is just doing weights and doing those like resistance machines uh, with rain. And she's like, so odds are we're going to get into more fights because that seems to be our lives now. And um, back home, you never really had to cut uh, cut loose, did you? What do you mean by cut loose? Go all out. Like you guys, most of this stuff was like, 
a show. Have you ever had to just go all out, just cut loose, unleash, like let the beast out of the cage, you know? I have no idea what you're talking about. So I've got this this vision of feedback with like sweat on his face and doing stuff. And I have the same vision of, of Rain doing exercises too, but looking completely fresh and perfect. Yeah, that sounds perfect. Like, so were you holding back for every single one of your fights is what I'm asking? Or were you using the full extent of your abilities and just like, I'm sorry, I'm fine. I'm running out of ways to phrase it. I mean... I, I wouldn't say that we ever really needed to to go all out, of course, but we uh, we kept in shape, you know, just in case and all of that. All right. What do you think you're capable of if you do cut loose, though? Well, I'm not the Hulk or anything. No, you are way too fashionable for that. I don't know. The purple pants were pretty good. Yeah, no, the purple's great, but, I mean, you're just way more of this... I can't even think of like a genre to describe the outfits you wear. Other than that, I wish I could pull that shit off. Anyway, my point is, what do you think you could do if you just like left it all on the floor? So this sounds like not quite a challenge, but almost a challenge to show off your powers. So, um, Aaron, right? Aaron Riley. Yeah. What, what exactly are you asking me? I mean, I just noticed that this gym has, like, a room for boxing in it. And I was wondering if you, you know, wanted to spar a little or some shit. Yeah, that's an option. There also is access to, like, a danger room style facility with, like, holograms and shit. I I just would also like to point out. Uh, since you seem to have some something in mind here, that there also appears to be some relatively private lockers in the back. <laughs> Sorry. Wow! <laughs> Feedback's just gonna stop. Hey, Rain. Yes, Aaron. If, if I gave off the impression I was flirting, I want to apologize for that. <laughs> Oh, you don't need to apologize. I just realized, oh my god, I said let the beast out the cage, holy shit. <laughs> yeah, you kind of did. Rain, no, don't, don't get me wrong, Rain. You are, I'm going to be blunt here, you're cute as fuck. Thank you. And you were talking about his fashion sense and complimenting him. <laughs> I know you for like a day, so. Listen, listen Aaron. Aaron, I, I, I'm kind of fucking with you. It's okay. <laughs> if you want to go and completely platonically spar with each other, I would be fine with that. <laughs> I mean, or homoerotically. That's okay, too. Yeah, that would also be okay. Yes, <laughs> yes I would love to fight platonically, like friends. <laughs> A friendly sparring match, yes. Yeah, that's... <laughs> so this scene is going to close on feedback very red in the face and looking a little flustered and rain not looking flustered uh walking into like what looks like a sparring gym <laughs> that was lovely what about the rest of you guys we've got phantom junie quint and cat what are you guys thinking i know junie wants to do some research i think phantom wants to get some parts for the possible ena and their own private mission 
Yes, I have my own private mission, but I also do want to get parts for the ENA. <laughs> what about the rest of you guys? I mean, ideally, what I'd do is split Junie to go off to the circulation desk. <laughs> sure. So the circulation desk is, it, it looks like a library circulation desk. You walk through the halls a little bit and it, you open into a room that looks like you would picture a library. There are shelves of books and in the center, there's a round desk with two people sitting at it. One is Angelica, the, the person who greeted you the other day. One is another woman uh, who you don't, or I'm sorry, not another woman, another person that you don't recognize and haven't seen before with long, dark hair and sort of moderate dark skin. And they're kind of doing something on the computer, but look up when you come up and they're wearing a name tag that says Curie S. Uh, yes. Um, did you need something? Can I help you? Um, hi, I'd like to register for a library card. Oh, wonderful. Uh, let me just get you the paperwork. Uh, it's not paper anymore. It is, of course, digital, unless you have a religious prohibition against using digital record keeping. Nope. Uh, digital's, digital's fine. All right. So come on over here and she, uh, they show you to a terminal and there's like a, it's weird because so far this technology has been all over the map. This is an old like CRT kind of monitor with green screen and everything, but the input pad is a flat without keys. It's like one of those uh, flat stovetops that you don't actually have anything on. It just gets hot when the keyboard sort of lights up on there. Uh, did you have a preferred language? We're communicating in English. Do you read another language? Uh, no, English is good. Wonderful. Then go ahead and complete this. If you have any questions, let me know. It should take you about 10 minutes. Uh, I'll be right over here at the desk. And then once that's finished, we will print your library card and get you on your way. Okay, thanks. Um, and then the camera's over Junie's shoulder. It's pretty standard stuff. Uh, a little bit weird because it's like, what dimension are you from? Uh, what's your breathing requirements? Do you need extra other stuff? But it's all things that you can fill out. It does ask for fairly personal information. Like, I don't know, what, what's, what's some information that Junie would feel weird about giving out, but wouldn't want to keep? Like, wouldn't have to keep secret. Wouldn't have to keep secret. I mean, like, if it's stuff like, Specifically, like, what is the exact nature of your powers and, like, when they... No, no, no. It's, it's more about how to find you in the multiverse. Like, how out of the range of the world do we find this person that's got this name? Oh, my gosh. Well, that's the whole thing is that maybe it's uncomfortable for her because she, like, doesn't know how that would... Because she's never been asked, like, how will I contact you? She also, like, doesn't know when she's going to return to her home dimension. Um, this system is is actually kind of walks you through it. It seems like it's designed for people that are new to dimensional travel. Um, oh, cool. What the, it's sort of, I don't have a particularly solid understanding of this as a GM, but it gives you some metrics that can be used. And it also gives you the option to do a DNA profile and a sound profile. Basically what it gives you <laughs> is, it gives you a bunch of options of like biometrics, um, but they need a combination of them because even somebody that's exactly the same as you all your biometrics won't match up. So you have to do like four different kinds of biometrics to, to register. Does that make sense? Yeah. And you can choose which ones. I mean, it's like retinal print, voice print, thumbprint, DNA print, footprint. You can get a bunch of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, me, the biologist, would not want to give away <laughs> DNA. So I, I think probably stuff like the retinal print and the fingerprints and voice print. Got it. Yeah, DNA seems risky, especially because you guys have seen, seen Fascist World. 
So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I think also, I'm trying, I mean, like, I've spent this literally this whole time thinking about whether in this moment she is in costume or not. Yeah, I was wondering about that too. <sighs> and I'm still wondering because we had the reset where she was back in the room. Um, mm-hmm. You are too. That's something that's very clear on this. So this world clearly either knows about superheroes, has superheroes, or is familiar with dimensions that do because you have an option to register under your basically your use name, legal name, birth name. There's a bunch of ways, um, like pre-naming name. They've got a bunch of different name options for different kinds of societal configurations. Right. I think she'd still go with what feels safer to her which would mm-hmm. be superhero persona um, yes. especially because this is in a catalog and like the stuff that she is looking up is not stuff that necessarily your average unpowered person would would mm. want access to so I think that's her thinking that she would just go in the normal mystic suit nice okay so we're gonna leave you filling out that paperwork and go over to phantom <laughs> what are you doing so I want to go get some parts, but uh, before I leave to go uh, do that, I look at, I go, uh, where's Quint? Oh, uh, yeah. So before I leave the room, I uh, point to Quint and say, listen, I'm going to prove to you that these dimensions are cool. I have a plan for later. So I'm going to be back and I will show you this cool thing. Okay. This cool thing. I will take you with me right now. That was a quick change of plans. Well, this way, it'll be faster. You can't just sit and watch TV. Not even weird dimensional TV. Listen, I promise, Quince, it'll, it'll be cool. I don't know what's cool for you, but I do a version of you, so I feel like I want to know this one, too, despite your attitude towards me. My attitude towards you? Yeah, I just get the impression you don't like mm. me. I don't know. You seem pretty okay to me. You're a very confusing person. Did you know that, Quint? Yeah, I get that a lot. All right, you're coming with me. Uh, I mean, I, I guess I can go explore. Okay, Quint, I have a question. Twelve. No. Can I touch you? <laughs> sure. I pick him up. Okay, let's go. All right, so we're floating down the hall with Phantom. You're, where are you guys going? You're going to go try to find a place you can can rent or buy or barter these parts? Yes. Awesome. So you know from being here before that a lot of the best stuff in the library is in the really weird sort of hidden away places. So I'm going to come back to you. So you guys are sort of floating through normal corridors and then taking some weird back things that don't even look like doors. They look like heating grates and uh quint you're going through the the very very backstage of this place and we'll fade out on them there and go back you know i could walk right uh no it's faster this way and then uh back to cat right now she's just wandering around should we finish off a pot of coffee uh she probably would have gotten back into her room to dress end up back in the living room maybe making another pot of coffee and um the camera is behind you looking over into the sink and stove area and you hear, Catherine, is there a reason you use the last of my credit to buy four pizzas and a dessert pizza? Uh-oh. Oh, no. Hearing the sound of that voice is going to be 
a very bright flash of light. Cat's uh, going to teleport back over to the spear, grab it, and is ready to fight. As you are moving through the room, it becomes clear pretty quickly that there is a figure on the screen looking at you through the, commu- the communicator there. What does your mother look like? How does she dress? What does she do? Uh, she's wearing a very sort of like long, beautifully tailored uh, purple dress uh, with sleeves like coming down to her wrists, a uh, pair of gloves with uh, jewels uh, sewn into them. And uh, she likes to keep her hair short. So on the screen, she has her arms crossed loosely over her and she sort of looks you over. If I'd known you'd planned on going traveling again, I would have arranged to meet you. That's where your scene is going to end. So go back to uh, Quentin Phantom's arms flying around. Um, This being carried, you're going to break through uh, where you are in like these these, uh, maintenance tunnels into a very, very, very like warehouse sized space that is row upon row upon row of metal they look like metal filing cabinets, but they're almost ceiling height and they span the entire uh, space. And you guys sort of fly into that. And um, yeah. I would hate to be the intern that has to file this shit. Yeah. I can't imagine what it must be like for them. There's a sound behind you and then several sounds and you turn and look back up the aisle and there's five identical people standing in a row, all in military fatigues, all with guns pointed straight at you. Phantom raises their arm. Oh, shit, quit, no! Thanks for listening. In this timeline, Junie, Mystic Haraway, the Nova, is played by Siobhan. She can be found on Twitter at at SpellboundMage. Quintessential Hero, the Delinquent, is played by Eric, who is also our fearless editor. He can be found on Twitter as at PrimeFactorX01, or as the voice of Silk the Fae in the Shadows of St. Fleur podcast. Phantom, the Nomad, is played by Charlie. So you can be found on Twitter as at Magical underscore Pride or on Sir Podcast as at Pre-Pod Engage. Catherine Cat Selene II, the Scion, is played by Allison. Aaron Feedback Riley, the Reformed, is played by Tom. He can be found on Twitter as at Albion Graves or on his podcast as at GMM Cast. Raining Wood Rose Sunrise, the star, is played by M. He can be found on Twitter as at Mech. And I'm Lee, your narrator and dimensional tour guide. I can be found on Twitter as at The Law of Names. Otherware is produced by Law of Names Games. Our other projects can be found at lawofnames.com. It's played in Masks, A New Generation by Brendan Conway from Magpie Games at Magpie Official on Twitter. Our theme music is composed by Michael Freitag on Twitter as at Admiral Amara. The actions and opinions presented here belong to the individuals from this dimension only and are not representative of any other selves known or unknown. Otherware is not responsible for any side effect drifting produced by listening to this podcast. Next time on Otherware. Just so you know, Phantom doesn't speak for me. Me too. Platonic smooth. Every one of us has weird hair. Cat's gonna fall up the spear and just hang it behind her back. Why be subtle when I could just That doesn't do answer this? my fucking question, Cat. We need everyone together so that we can talk about this without having to recap it multiple times. I'm not a criminal. And I'm guessing she's not bringing cookies? I mean, I don't think it could be worse. Don't say that. You're so brave, Quint. Uh, suffocating to death is bad. You know we're not keeping this, right? I don't have any problem getting cozy with you. We should probably go do something stupid and heroic.